When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. I've been neglecting the mail, and it has been stacking up. Most of it looked like junk mail. The credit card offers and the pamphlets about oil changes or local pizza shops. I tend to ignore them for a bit, and then in a fit of inspiration, I'll go through all of them at once, sending most of it to recycling. The pile grew, and it began to tip slightly one morning and then rustle around restlessly. I still ignored it. The mail had come to me, and it was not going to get my attention by being shifty. I set my teacup on it, and that settled it for the day. The next morning it was flapping around a bit, whispers about low interest rates and two large pizzas for the price of one. I set my breakfast plate on top of it, and it squeaked a bit, but it quieted. My mistake the following day was opening the window. The first teller for this episode is Liz Weir. Liz has told stories to people of all ages on five continents. She has performed in pubs and prisons and hospital rooms. She's worked on stages and in the mighty Vanderbilt Hall of New York's Grand Central Station and in the Royal Albert Hall. Liz Weir is a storyteller and a writer from Northern Ireland. She has mentored many a new storyteller, including myself and the other intrepid host, Isabel Hauser. For this episode, she's telling an old but beautiful story, Children of Lear. Long ago in Ireland, there lived a king called Lear. He and his wife had four children, a daughter, Fenula, and three sons. First A, and then later the twins, Con and Theacra. Shortly after the birth of the twins, Lear's wife Eve died, causing great sadness. After a period of time, Lear married his wife's sister, Aoife. But as time passed, Aoife became jealous of the children and planned to get rid of them. She ordered her servants to kill the children, but they refused. So Aoife herself took them to the shore of Lake Derivara, and raising a magic wand given to her by a druid, she changed the four children into swans, though they still kept their human voices. They begged her not to leave them as swans forever. Aoife cast a spell on them, which meant they would remain as swans for 900 years. 300 to be spent there on Lake Derivara. 300 on the Sea of Moyle between Ireland and Scotland, and 300 on the waters of Inishglora in County Mayo. The spell would only be broken when a king of the north married a queen from the south, 
and they would hear the sound of a bell pealing out a new faith. Lear searched for his children and finally found them and learnt the whole sad story. He stayed with them, listening to their sweet music until age finally claimed him. After 300 years there, they had to fly on from the sheltered lake to the icy waters of the Sea of Moyle. Fenula sheltered her brothers under her wings as they were lashed by wind and rain. After three centuries there, they made their final journey to Inishgura. They were exhausted. Around that time, a new religion had spread across the country, brought by St. Patrick and his monks. And also, about then, a king of Connaught had taken a princess from Munster as his wife, so the prophecy was coming true. During their years in Inishglora, they heard a strange sound, the sound of a bell. A holy man was calling people to prayer, The monk had heard the story of the swans and when he saw them, he gave them his blessing. As he touched them, their feathers disappeared and standing there before him were three old men and an old woman. Nine hundred years had passed and the four feeble old people died and were buried together. Fenula, A, Con and Fikra, the children of Lear. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Pinocchio's Garden Steaks. Are you looking for a custom, sturdy steak for your peas? Perhaps a natural one for your new young saplings in the orchard? Maybe you're looking for a fine piece of wood to trim into a walking stick. Try Pinocchio's Garden Steaks made from high-quality wood. He might fib about the price, but every time he does, your custom-made steak will get just a little longer. He knows you are a shopper for the highest quality dowels and steaks. Pinocchio's Garden Steaks. He wouldn't lie to you about the quality. We have a new review today by the Gargan Rock Road, who wrote, I love this podcast. You guys should tell the story of John Henry and Paul Bunyan. I totally recommend this podcast to everyone. Families, couples, girls and boys, literally everyone. Thank you, Gargan Rock Roach. Interesting name and fantastic review. We really appreciate it and we are so glad you are enjoying the podcast. If you'd like to leave a review, please do so. You can do that at Apple Podcasts and maybe other places, but I don't really know. You'd have to see if there's other places you could leave that. The spring air drifting through the window was lovely. It smelled of the worms rolling through the warming soil, the green tips of buds preparing their voices to sing of the coming season, and the birds were already at it, singing the lyrics to every love song they knew. All of that warm, lovely air and noise hit the stack of mail like a wave, and those papers were ready to surf. They bucked, and my tea tipped over. 
Thankfully, there was only a little left in the bottom, but as I jumped up to grab a towel, the papers and mail fluttered and took flight. They begin unfolding themselves from their tight creases and then refolding, fluttering, and whispering until swooping around my room was a flock of junk mail, origami birds. They flittered and bumped, and I acted on instinct. I opened the front door. They swooped out, calling songs of, buy three tires, get one free, and donate now to get a free lapel pen. As the flock swept by, I noticed some riding on a wing and swiftly reached out and caught one of them by the tail. It fluttered a bit and then unfolded. It was a letter from my mother-in-law for Easter. I watched the flock of mail fly away and wondered what else I had missed. The second teller for this episode is Laura Sims, an award-winning performer, writer, and educator, advocating storytelling as compassionate action for personal and community transformation. When I began my storytelling journey, Laura was one of the first storytellers I heard. She has books, CDs, works with the UN, and organizes the storytelling in Central Park at the Hans Christian Andersen statue in beautiful New York City every summer. This is a story from her CD, The King of Togo Togo, and is the tale, The Most Beautiful Bird. A long, long, long time ago, in a forest, There was the most beautiful, beautiful bird in the whole world. And when that beautiful bird spread her rainbow wings and sang, there was rain. Everybody loved that bird because she brought the rain. You know, if there's no water, there's no life. They made dances for the bird. They sang songs. They brought her food. They told her story again and again. And that made the beautiful bird happy. She would spread her wings, oh, and sing. And there would be rain. Time passed. And the villages grew bigger. People were busy. So some people did the dances and some people did the songs. Everybody told the story of the bird. That made her so happy. She would spread her beautiful, beautiful wings, sing her song. Oh, there was lots of rain. The earth was wet. Everything grew. That's how it was. Mm. Time passed. Villages grew bigger and bigger. There were some cities. People were so busy, they had so many things to do. So only sometimes did they make the dances and the songs. And after a while, they thought... This is not a true story. We'll only tell it to our children. But that was all right. Children know when a story is true. And even if some one person told that story, 
just once. It made the bird happy. She would spread her wings, sing her song. Oh, that would be rain. long time passed. Oh, a long time. And there were bigger and bigger cities and people had so many important things to do. Oh, we have no time for dancing and singing. We have to work. Don't tell that story to your children. If you fill their heads with make-believe, they won't grow up just like us. They won't do important things and keep busy all the time. Mm. Do you know what happened? After a while, nobody sang her song, nobody danced, no one told the story of the bird, that most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful bird in the whole world, she folded her wings, she didn't sing, and there was no rain. The earth was dry. Oh, there was trouble. Everybody blamed everybody else. It's your fault. You didn't do something right. The people didn't speak to each other. Mm. But there was a little boy who liked to look at everything. And one day he went into the forest. He was looking around. And in the trees, saw the most beautiful, beautiful bird in the whole world. Oh, that's so beautiful. He went to his father. He said, Father, I saw such a beautiful bird. Give me a piece of bread for that bird. Leave me alone. We don't have any water. We have no food for ourselves. Why should we give anything to a bird? Oh, please. Just to keep the boy quiet, the father gave him a little piece of bread. He went to the forest. He gave it to the bird. She spread her rainbow wings. She sang. And there was rain. The people were happy because they could go to work the next day. The little boy said, oh, it it couldn't have rained because I gave the birds some bread. No. But the next day he went back to the forest. He said to her, thank you. She was so pretty. He went right back to his father. He said, father, couldn't you just give me another little piece of bread for that bird? Now, my son, we've had some rain. Stop talking about that bird. Oh, please, father, please give me a piece of bread, please. Just to keep him quiet. He gave him a little piece of bread. The boy ran to the forest and gave it to that beautiful bird. Oh, she spread her wings. Ah. A lot of rain. Everybody was so pleased. All the people were talking to each other again. The little boy came among everyone and he said, you know why it's raining? I gave the most beautiful bird in the whole world a piece of bread. Everyone said, 
Don't be ridiculous. That's an old story that you heard. We have important things to do tomorrow. Forget about this bird. Oh, he knew. He knew. If he didn't bring bread to that bird, oh, there'd be no rain. The next day, he went to his father. He said, Father, couldn't you just give me another little piece of bread for that bird? The father had had enough. He said, show me that bird. Father took a piece of bread in one hand and a bow and arrow in the other hand, and he followed his son into the forest. Look, Father, she's the most beautiful, beautiful bird in the whole world. He gave her the bread. She spread her rainbow wings. And the man took the bow and arrow, and he shot the bird, and the bird fell to the earth. The father fell to the earth. All the trees in the forest fell to the earth. The little boy ran back to his village, and everyone, everyone in his village fell to the earth and was dead. Oh. little boy went into his house. He looked at everything. And then he took his musical instrument. He took it outside and he sat down on the earth. And he began to play music over and over. And he sang. And then he told the story of the bird again and again and again. He told the until all the people in the village came back to life. All the trees in the forest came back to life. He ran into the forest. His father came back to life. And the bird, mm, the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful bird in the whole world. She flew up to the tree. She spread her rainbow wings. She sang. And there was rain. listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Liz Weir at lizweir.org and Laura Sims at laurasims.com. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now you want to hear them tell more stories. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. If you have questions or comments for the podcast, send them to storystorypodcast at gmail.com. If you send us an email, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. The Beautiful Brains by the Fairy Tale sponsor was thinking about how inconvenient it would be to have a nose that grew every time I told a fib. The inspiration for the true fairy tale with the pile of papers that are on my desk. The music is by Poddington Bear. The podcast is made possible by patrons like you. 
Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You'll hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court. Thank you.